Welcome to Upside Down Shark Radio, the premier pop culture podcast. Expect musings, musical interludes, memes, and more. Here are your hosts, Paul and Tom. Episode 13 of Upside Down Shark Radio. I am your hostess with the mostest, the Right Honourable Tom Baker. Joining me tonight is Mr. 105% Attendance, Mr. All Good Paul Wood. How are you doing, Paul? I'm not too bad. Glad to be back. Um, we're glad to have you back. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, today, we're going to just be rattling through just some of the nerdy pop culture news bulletins of the week. Yeah, it's been a bit slow this week. It has a bit, so we just thought we'd quickfire it, but rest assured, later on this episode we'll have our track of the week, which is uh, by Standalone, so uh, looking forward to that. But let's go through to some music news. Paul, what have you heard about Distillers? Ah, Distillers are on a comeback at the moment. Um, They announced, I believe, a date. Uh, I'm just double-checking that now. Sometime in the near future, because they haven't been going for a while. Like their, it's been their, their last album was fifteen years ago. Good I lord! But Brody Dale has been busy in that time anyway, producing some good stuff. I but you say some babies. Well, some babies as well. Some little ginger queens of the stone agey babies. But yeah, with Josh Hom. Obviously, I'm a fan of Spinneret as well. Um, yeah, her other project, um, mm-hmm. Angrily, not on Spotify. There's there, a few bands like that that just... There is one Spinneret track on Spotify. <sighs> but I own the album, so... Oh, well, that, that's what you do if you're a real fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, um, 2003 was their last album. Good Lord. Um, I was just a wee babe at that time. Yeah, they, they'd split 2006. Um, but yeah, no, they they uh, come back. Uh, they're playing a music festival in, on, uh, in May. Good lord! So is it just uh, live dates uh, announced so far, or so is it far, yeah, no recorded material? No, so far uh, as far as I know, it's just just live comeback. But you never know; that might lead to um, might lead to a new album. With well, any luck. Um, stranger things have happened. Punk revival. But you do get these bands sometimes that break up and then they just come on as perpetual tour comeback, but yeah. never produce anything. I know. Um, I know you're not a fan, but Alexis on fire. They broke up in a, like. 2010, 2011 time, and they've played about 17 odd shows since then, but never released any new material. And it's like, come on, man! Like, if you're gonna give us a comeback, give us a proper comeback. Yeah, like, um, I'm one of the, I'm not a massive fan of live recordings either. Yeah, like, I remember you saying like li- live albums are ugh, they just don't appeal to me. They never really. Yeah. Have. Um, it's just something about studio albums that obviously I appreciate the amount of work that goes into them. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, I've just never been a fan of live albums. Well, I mean, so if, if if you're gonna reform, please record an album. Well, that's it. I mean, there's so much uh, of uh, production being an art as well. Like the actual art of music production is often overlooked. If you have a great producer in a studio, it can make or break an album. Yeah. I mean, you only have to look at Ross Robinson with Slipknot and Corn. Um, their best albums have been down down to him. Yeah, and I mean, you you look at the difference between um, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory and Linkin Park's Minutes to Midnight. <laughs> Or anything after Minutes to Midnight, for that matter. Anything after Meteora. <laughs> oh, yeah. In all honesty. Except for that one bit on Hunting Party that was good. I did like Hunting Party, to be honest. Yeah. I, I yeah. liked that album. I, I didn't like w- any of the surrounding albums. It was hit and miss, but 
yeah, it's a shame that they won't, um, at least in their original lineup, have one last hurrah. But sticking with somewhat somber news, uh, music news, um, Fast Eddie Clark, the original drummer of Motorhead, has passed away, unfortunately, on the day of recording, yeah, uh, making um, that the original three all, unfortunately, passed away now. In quite a short amount of time as well. It was, I think it was less than three years ago that Lemmy... Uh, yep. died at the end of 2015 and then the guitarist went so yeah I mean you can't really overlook the uh, impact that Motorhead made on music oh absolutely un- un- undeniably Motorhead basically changed changed the sound of music and well there was no one louder yeah exactly I mean they they did what they did on the tin they were the loudest fastest bands that you could possibly yeah. go and see I remember hearing an anecdote a few years ago about um, they just um, I believe it was the Royal Albert Hall had been refurbished and the first act to play after the refurb was Motorhead good lord <laughs> and because um, they didn't realise quite how loud Motorhead were um, they were so loud that the um, the plasterwork that they put on the ceiling <laughs> cracked and fell out so they had to close the Royal Albert Hall and re-refurb it. <laughs> they had to re-refurb it because they were too loud. Because that Motorhead. is the most metal thing. But that was the thing with Motorhead, is that they were the band that, regardless if you were a punk kid or a metal kid, they resonated with everyone because they had all the sort of um, image and stylings of a metal band. But when you listen to them, the, they basically played aggressive four-core punk. Yeah. It was just a lot of bass, uh, chunky riffs, no nonsense. Well, yeah, to the point where they they weren't out of place um, when they guest starred at the um, on the the series The Young Ones. Yeah, uh, introduced by Vivian. Music. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, if you're going to make a uh, cameo on a mainstream uh, British sitcom, that's how you do it. Yeah, like it's just. It's, Lemmy was such a legend. They were all, they were all great musicians. Um, obviously, Lemmy was the uh, figurehead and the focal point of uh, Motorhead. But he had, he um, had a few other projects that he did as well. Obviously, um, Hawkwind. Yeah, well, beforehand, yeah, Hawkwind were again <coughs> way ahead of their time. Yeah, way oh, ahead of their time. Strangely, Silver Machine is the only track he sung on, and was their most successful track. But the the singer, the actual singer, like was basically so threatened by him, he kicked him out. Yeah. Of the band. So Motorhead happened. Didn't he also sing on the song Motorhead by Hawkwind as well, I believe? Uh, which might have been on the same album. Possibly. Um, I, I know, because that's where they got the name Motorhead from. Um, but and then Motorhead it, have, uh, I believe, two songs called Motorhead. And one song called Ramones. Uh after the uh, the band. But yeah, I mean, you, you, can, you can tell uh, when he the brief time he did sing in Hawkwind that it is Lemmy but his voice yeah. got a lot more gravelly and a lot more distinctive yeah. when he started to turn up the amps a little bit yeah. um, although I maintain my favourite version of any of their songs is the acoustic Ace of Spades that they released yeah it's it works somehow yeah. it just works um, you'd think of all the songs to get a, an acoustic cover that it just wouldn't work with the loudest band on earth but it just is. It just does. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember hearing that uh, through you. And um, re- it's just a great acoustic track. It's the sort of thing you just want to sort of sit back, have a have a drink, and just sort of watch your land. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's a it's a sitting on the porch. Yeah. Country and western done right. Yeah. Which is by God a rare thing. 
So yeah, rest in peace, uh, Eddie Clark. Um, I hope they're all jamming up there somewhere or down there, whatever one they prefer. Um, but yeah, it's a sad times. It's the end of an era, end of end of Motorhead essentially. So yeah, sorry to put it on a bit of a downer. So moving moving on from the morbid music news, let's talk a little bit about video games. We all like video, video games. games. Uh, what have you been playing over the Christmas period? Uh, in all honesty, I haven't. I, actually, I lie. I lie. And the in the January sale on uh, PSN, uh-huh. I managed to pick up the Metal Slug anthology. Nice. I love Metal For Slug. For just over five pound, that is less than a pound a game. That's incredible, and it's all the two D side scrolling <sighs> mech riding. Metal Slug's just Ugh. unbelievably good fun. Like, uh, uh, if if you it one of the levels, if you get hit. You turn into a mummy. <laughs> Rather than dying, you turn into a mummy, which means you can only Brilliant. shoot your gun and aim forward. <laughs> Brilliant. Because that's the thing. There are I, I too have been going through a lot of the old two D co op um, side scrolling shooters uh-huh. over Christmas. I've been uh, dabbling with a bit of Contra. Yeah. Um, in the more fancy realm, I've been playing a bit of Golden Axe nice, and classic. whatnot. And they're all they're all good. Contra is too hard for one thing. Contra was a little bit hard. But the thing is. Metal Slug just got the balance of humour, action, difficulty, gameplay. It's just yeah. spot on. Metal, spot Metal Slug on. Was, like, is just, the to, as far as I'm concerned, I, growing up there was an arcade just down the road, uh, well, just in town, <clears throat> and they had five or six machines, Yeah. one of which was Soul Calibur. Um, the, of of the two that I ever really played, there was uh-huh. Soul Calibur and Metal Slug, yeah. and I God knows how many pound coins I spent. <laughs> I can imagine. See, that was always uh, House of the Dead with me. Um, I used to absolutely rinse coins on uh, House of the Dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been really tempted to pick up a CRT TV just so that I can hook <laughs> up some sort of retro arcade cabinet because boy howdy I, I missed that it's the one da- downside of having a uh, nice chic modern TV she can't use light guns nah can't play Die Hard Trilogy why don't modern TVs have the capacity for light guns why did they not think of this the world they, they on the PS3 they did release the um, Time Crisis where you get um, little LED rece- receptors to put uh, on, on the right. corners of your TV alright that's but just the, the Wii the gun doesn't work if you're left handed <laughs> Well, that's fine. I don't care about that. I'm right-handed. So, a little bit about me, people. But, uh, yeah, um, bring back bring back light guns. Yeah. That's going to be my campaign of 2018. Yeah, obviously there was... Um, Make gaming great again. Cabela's Great Hunt on, yeah. the, on the 360. That is a light... You can get a, a light gun for but, that. But you can only use it on a CRT TV. You couldn't use it no, on a... No, you can use it... No way! Yeah, How? LCD. Sorcery. Yeah. Sorcery, I say. Yeah, magic. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I just want to see RTTV again because that's just who I am. <laughs> um, so uh, sp- sticking with gaming, um, I've again, as I say, I've been playing a lot of uh, retro stuff. Um, Sometimes you can't beat some of the That's classics. it. I mean, um, I mentioned it on the last week's episode. Um, I've been uh, filling up a Raspberry Pi just full of old uh, ROMs. So as I said, I've been playing Golden Axe, Muppet Race Mania on the PS1. <laughs> Forget Mario Kart. Forget what you know about kart racing games. Ruppet Mace Rainier <laughs> sounds slightly racist, <laughs> but is amazing. You get Gonzo, you get Rizzo, you get the freaking whole band. The whole band's in there. You get Animal, the How's, other. 
Absolute classic. The guy with the golden tooth, can't remember his name, I claim to be a Muppets fan, I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's got Battle Royale uh, races. It's just, you just can't be it. I'm just a Muppet fanboy. Yeah. We, we, we've gathered that before. Like, Well, we haven't, we haven't, because I believe that was on the Christmas films episode, which got lost into the oh, ethereal. Is, that, the, is uh, that in the lost episode? I think that's in one of the lost episodes, people, which you will never hear, because Craig is a little bit of a dumb boy. I almost swore there, but I didn't. <laughs> so that's the main thing. But um, gaming going forward, it was announced today that we're recording, so that is the 11th, the Dark Souls is going to be patched over to the Switch. Which is interesting because it carries on the trend of um, of triple H games from a few years ago coming over to the Switch, which I think is only a good thing, especially by what Doom. Yeah, brought. it's it's one of those. It's not really games going forward. It's games staying exactly where they are. Well, it is. It's it's more taking a tangent to the left. It's it's coming out of left field because who would have thought? two or three years ago um, even, that you'd be able to play games like L.A. Noire and Skyrim on the go. Like, if you commute either on the train or um, bus or or even if you're going on a long flight, you can play a a game on your TV, take out the console, just set it up on a tabletop and just carry on playing. (laughs) I just just think that's incredible. Um, I've never played the Dark Souls games personally myself, because uh, I'm not very good at games. Yeah. So, um, if you're not very good at games, Dark Souls is probably not the best game. I'll be all right. It's fine. It's all a learning curve. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. I'll tell you what, I'll buy it. And when I've played it a little bit... When you've we'll died a hundred times. We'll report back and we'll see if my shining optimism is still quite <laughs> so shiny. I'm excited because it's us carry on the precedent for uh, more games to be ported over. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, that would be look more like Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> Whether or not that happens is all up in the air now that Disney owns all that stuff. Disney Who knows? Owns everything. We may very well get a new Simpsons game, mm-hmm. in which case, this will make this the best year because we'll be getting a new Jurassic Park um, uh, RTS. If we've got a new Simpsons game it as looks, well. The, the new Jurassic Park game looks like it's going to be better than the new Jurassic Park movie. Well... We said that about Star Wars Battlefront a few years ago, didn't we? Yeah. And how wrong we were. Yeah. The, the problem I have with the new Jurassic Park movie is that the trailer has everything I wanted to see in the movie in it. What, dinosaurs dying by falling off a cliff? Basically, yeah. It, oh. it's, it's, it's got the dinosaurs dying, it's got the T-Rex roaring, and Jeff Goldblum says life finds a way. Well, I don't need to watch the film. That is all, yeah, that is a lot of what makes Jurassic Park so good. I don't need to watch the film. It's in the trailer. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I'm still gonna. I, I'm still going in, all guns blazing on this. It's gonna be the summer of dinosaurs. As listeners know from last week, I now have dinosaurs tattooed on my arm. So, who cares? Dinosaurs are great. Speaking of which, I don't suppose again anyone who's not in the UK listening to this, you're gonna find this a bit of a tangent. So feel free to skip ahead. But um, did you watch the documentary uh, on BBC about uh, what? t-rex actually look like i didn't know it was quite interesting it was quite interesting obviously a lot of what we know about dinosaurs changes um year on year because as, as technology yeah exactly research advances so it's now widely um established it's widely widely believed that t-rex had feathers at, yep. or at least some sort of downy equivalent to feathers I'm I'm on board with that. They're I, all fluffy and cuddly. I don't I don't care that they still look very intimidating. They still have big old sharp teeth and little hands. It's T Rex. Yeah. 
until they got to the end of the programme. This was um, presented by BBC presenter and uh, naturalist Chris Packham, yes. who I'm not a huge fan of anyway. He's, a, he's got a bit of an annoying voice, which I know people can't help, but if you're on TV, for God's sake, work on it. <laughs> he then went on to say, so dinos- uh, T-Rex, it looks like car- um, lived in a family unit, a bit like lions. And so he said, because I like lions, or something to the degree of, because I like lions, I'd like to think T-Rex had a mane of sorts. And then proceeded to have the CG T-Rex <laughs> grow a mane of feathers, like, like a freaking male lion based on nothing more than his just I like that idea yeah. and I'm like no you can't do that that's like saying I like unicorns yeah so. you can't make up what something looks like based on what you like that's not <laughs> how things work and yeah I, I was fully turned off it by that point I was like nah this is this is poppycock poppycock I say I lost you at the last second yeah yeah it was good before then but then nah Nah, 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 nah. Nah. So, in summation, Dark Souls on Switch, dinosaurs didn't have mains. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> it was also uh, the start of the uh, annual award season for movies. Yep. Um, now that we're rolling into 2018 balls deep. We start with the Golden Globe, speaking of balls. Uh, and it is, it is a very ball-related... It, it's quite a spherical award, isn't it? It is a rather spherical award. And um, it was good. It was good to see um, a lot of uh, female actresses um, carrying on uh, standing in solidarity against the allegations and the accusations and just a general awful culture that seems to have permeated uh, Hollywood for seems like forever. It's nice that that's finally being called out on and that um, it seems to be causing um, a lot of good um and is a force of change. Yeah, I'm just surprised it didn't come out earlier, like when all the stuff from the BBC came out. Well, yeah. Why didn't everyone look further into the entertainment industry then? It does, it does seem a bit fishy. Like, there is a lot of... Uh, I mean, they talk about they want to drain the swamp in um, Congress in America, but goddamn, they need to drain the swamp in entertainment first because it's just an absolute mess over there. I think they just need to, like... I don't know. They probably need to start America again. Just <laughs> You know what? That's a fantastic idea. That's a fantastic idea. They need a new government. That queen, if you're listening. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll take it back. Give it a dust down and maybe give it back to you if you can be trusted. Maybe even give it to Canada. Just make it all Canada. Because yeah. Canada's great. They've got Chris Jericho. They've got Kenny Omega. They've got Poutine. <laughs> That's the three best things on earth. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, chips and gravy. Cheese curds. Cheese curds as well. (laughs) So, yeah, but my personal standout, not to obviously um, gloss over the uh, political messages, which were largely for the good at the Golden Globes, James Franco won Best Actor for his role as Tommy Wiseau (laughs) in The Disaster Artist, which is an absolutely phenomenal film. I highly recommend anyone go and see that. He brought Tommy Wiseau himself out on stage. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Tommy Wiseau is the visionary behind the best worst movie of all time, The Room. He's a uh, he's a rather interesting fellow. Well, no one seems to know anything about him. He is the modern day enigma. Um, I'm not talking about Jeff Hardy. Um, he he's just a fascinating man. He's just thoroughly entertaining, uh, charismatic in every way you can imagine that someone shouldn't be charismatic. <laughs> and he made the best the best worst movie or the worst best movie ever. James Franco brought him out on stage to the Golden Globes. Tommy Wiseau 
And anyone who knows Tommy Wiseau and has followed the room and has enjoyed watching it, either drunk or sober, mainly drunk, <laughs> um, will know that that is something you would never, ever see. It's Tommy Wiseau. The on the Globes. Or any award ceremony, for that matter. Maybe the MTV. Well, yeah, but then it'll be just... The some, VMAs. It'll just be, like, laughing stock of the year. But legitimately, he has, in some way, vicariously won a Golden Globe. <laughs> which is just absolute nonsense. And, I mean, I'm all for it. I, I think it's an absolute testament to... Uh, following your dreams and never giving up because if uh, you've not seen the film yourself yet, I've, have you? I've not seen Disaster Artist or The Room. I I have uh, I have seen both. I have met Tommy Wiseau and Greg, the uh, uh, co-star. I've read The Disaster Artist and watched the film. I'm only slightly obsessed with it, as you can tell. Um, and it is just so endearing for something that at face value is just this terrible schlocky film with no real semblance of plot and terrible terrible acting it is really sweet to see a guy just absolutely uh, uncompromising on his vision and goal of what he wants <laughs> and people appreciating it in a way that maybe is not intentional mm. but it's, it, it is entertaining it is undeniably in some way or form and entertaining otherwise people would have just forgotten about it yeah so for him to get recognition for that even in the most roundabout <laughs> way it's just surreal but equally fantastic and I just can only hope that he wins the uh, James Franco that is wins the <laughs> award for best actor at the Oscars as well and my life will be complete to see Tommy Wiseau come out on stage at the Oscars <laughs> we will fu- fully be living in the bizarre world then yeah that would be that would be an interesting turn of events yeah yeah um, god damn <laughs> I, 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 I'm still trying to process it so while I am processing it let's dive straight into our track of the week which is Save You by uh, Standalone. Uh, they are upcoming British bands. Um, they are touring extensively this year, so make sure to check them out. Rather than listening out all the tour dates now, uh, check them out at standaloneuk.com. Um, full list of there. You can check them out on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, all the good streaming sites, they'll be there. So without further ado, Save You by Standalone. Check it out. So 
So that was Save You by Standalone. I really enjoyed that. I hope you did too. I I, I like that track. It's it's um, it's different. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, you got against it. <laughs> no, no, it, it's different in a good way. It's not like um, it's not like everything else you hear in the, at the moment. It's not the same as most of the scene. It's exactly my sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I may have mentioned it previously. My favorite band of all time is Ruben. Um, British grunge act, well, post-hardcore grunge act from about, again, 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely phenomenal band. Uh, I don't think that there is enough of that, that real meaty hooks in rock, especially yeah. in this side of the Atlantic anymore. So um, it's good to see it come back. Um, so be sure to check out Standalone. Um Expecting big things on this year. Yeah, check them out. Go to the website, standaloneuk.com. Show them some love. Yeah, do it. We'll love you in return. I'm sure they will too. Anyway, so that's pretty much the end of the show. Um, we haven't uh, had much to report on this week, but one thing that definitely happened uh, since uh, at least you and I got together was Wrestle Kingdom 12. Yeah, dude. New Japan's headline show, the Japanese WrestleMania. Oh, my word. It is WrestleMania's better in almost every way. <laughs> it's It just is. If you're a fan of wrestling and you haven't checked out New Japan, do it. Uh, we, in fact, have uh, enjoyed it so much, we recorded a whole episode to review it and uh, give it the love it deserves. Breaking down match by match, giving everything a star rating out of eight for some reason, because why not? <laughs> well, it was out of five. Well, it was out of five, but some were so good that we had to rate them eight, because, you know, you know Meltzer went to six. We feel like we're better than Meltzer. <laughs> so we got an eight. So there you go. Oh, God, I'm tired. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you listen to our rundown of Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, you'll If it's not up already, then it'll be up in the next couple of days. Check it out beforehand because it is full of spoilers, literally dripping, yeah, dripping I, with spoilers. I, I wouldn't listen to it if you haven't watched the pay-per-view. Yeah, just go go and download uh, New Japan World, uh, as their equivalent of the WWE Network, if you're a fan of wrestling. Um, even, I'm not sure if they do a free trial. I watched on someone else's account. Um, whoops. Um, but yeah, just if you watch it just for that, it's worth every penny. Um, it had probably some of the best matches you'll see all year, maybe the past few years. Yeah, um, yeah. It's one of those. If if you'd be prepared to pay, what is it, twenty five, thirty pound to watch WrestleMania? Yeah, about like, that. You should definitely pay to watch this. I mean, they say time is money. I say the biggest expense of WrestleMania is that it's five flipping hours long. It is so long. It's so long, and it's so overdrawn out. The nah. You, you can get a good hour and a half of content from WrestleMania, but that's that's not what they do. No. That's the difference. Wrestle Kingdom feels like there is no waste. There is yeah. no baggage. There, every second is just pure entertainment. Every, every match. There, is, there are no throwaway matches. No. But if you only check out a couple of matches, make sure to check out uh, the best of the Super Juniors match. Uh, that's the Fatal 4-Way for the Super uh, Juniors heavyweight is it heavyweight or is it just this, um, the junior heavyweight? Junior heavyweight, isn't junior it? Junior heavyweight. You can tell I'm a noob when it comes to uh, New Japan, so bear with me. And the marquee match, make sure to check that out as well. Uh, one Christopher Jericho versus one Kenneth Omega. <laughs> the best of Canada. The best of Canada. Along with Poutine, though they are Canada's two finest exports. 
Uh, I will say that to the day I don't. I can't remember if I said that in the first one or if it was in this cut of the podcast. Full disclosure, we've recorded this twice because my laptop crashed. So if it sounds like we're a little bit disjointed or lacking the energy, it's because we've had this conversation. There's more dive... Uh, <laughs> for episode 13. That's, it's episode 13. That's yeah. the problem, isn't if, it? If you wonder why our segues were so good this time. <laughs> well, good is a strong word. <laughs> But yeah, it's just the cursed episode 13. So we'll come back stronger for uh, episode 14. But let us know if anyone cares to comment, if you think this this shorter format works better for you um, or if you prefer uh, longer form content. But um, I think that pretty much wraps up our week 13 of Upside Down Shark Radio. That is episode 13. Well, in that case, you're getting a call. I should probably get home. I've been Tom. I'm still Paul. And we have been Upside Down Shark Radio. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Woo! Doesn't really clap when you're holding a stress ball, does it? No. Oh, especially well. a cubular one. A cubular stress ball. That's the name of my new band. <laughs>